Hello, everybody. It's Daniel speaking, and this is our next emotional English podcast where we learn an English language effortlessly, emotionally, fulfilled with energy, and of course, positively. So, another day, another episode of our emotional English podcast. Thank you for your feedbacks. Uh, thank you for your subscriptions. Uh, it's a very nice uh, time, right? We're living in so we go through a very interesting life right now we're growing we're practicing we're moving forward and uh, we're facing some troubles of course and uh, nowadays in russia there are many things going and uh, the worst scenario which happened not so long time ago had happened it's just um Mobilization, right? So people are very scared of mobilization. And I want to discuss this topic with you guys today. It's going to be a not a long episode for today, but it's going to be just my thoughts uh, on uh, this topic and uh, on this problem in general. So what is mobilization and uh, what the difference between uh Partial mobilization or a full mobilization, right? So it's good. It's, it can be a general mobilization, right? What the difference is. And my own thoughts on it, right? I, I'm using today the, uh, the website. Actually, it's not uh, the big website, right? But it's quite interesting to read some news, what people say about mobilization around the world. And today I use uh, the website, it's called science.howstuffworks.com. And uh, the topic called, uh, what does Russia's uh, partial military mobilization mean, right? So the lady who uh, wrote this article, her name is Sarah Glame. And she published this article in September 23rd. Uh, so, uh, the first, what I see here on the website is Vladimir Putin's photo, right? Uh, he's sitting, uh, next to his, uh, table, right? His desk and proclaiming the, about the situation, right? He proclaimed, uh, that, uh, so the partial military mobilization is here. Okay. So, and we, uh, have a little note here. Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered a televised address to the nation September 21st in which he announced partial military mobilization in Russia. And then just to quote Kremlin press office, a handout and everything else. So that's the point. Vladimir Putin, our president of Russia, uh, delivered a televised address to the nation. It means that he proclaimed that, all right, guys, we're having some issues with uh, the last uh, situation uh, in Ukraine and we need more troops, we need more army, we need more people there, okay? Um, if you ask me, do I like the situation, this situation, war in Ukraine? And uh, I say, of course, I don't like it, I dislike it. Uh, and I cannot uh, choose between um, going to the army and kill people and uh, saying that uh, the war is good and just sitting down on my couch and announcing some news. Of course, I'm against. I'm against the war in general. Uh, 
But in Russia, you cannot call the war as a war because we have the special word for it. This, the special expression is called the special operation in Ukraine. You cannot call it a war. It's like, you know, remember the situation in, um, in during the corona time, right? Every country has their own rules how to call that process. And in Russia, we called it uh, personal isolation. So there is there is no word in Russian which called personal isolation, right? You cannot just personally isolate yourself because there is only one person or uh, rule can isolate yourself. And this rule is uh, published uh, or addressed from the government, all right? You cannot just self-isolate yourself, right? Self-isolation, they call it. But it's stupid. You cannot just uh, isolate yourself. You cannot say to your legs, hey, legs, do not go anywhere. It's stupid. Isolation, it's the push, right? You cannot just push yourself in this direction. It's stupid. And the same thing with this war situation, right? Or this special operation. You cannot just call the situation as a special situation or special operation and uh, be away from the word war. So the whole world around uh, do not use uh, this phrase as, as special operation. They say it's an official ongoing war in Ukraine. And why I think so, because we can read it right away in the article. Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a partial mobilization during a national address Wednesday, September 21st, about the ongoing war in Ukraine. In it, he called up as many as 300,000 reservists and hinted that he might even use a nuclear weapons to protect Russian territory. And to be honest, it is not the quote from our president because he never said that. He never said that, uh, he never hinted that he might even use nuclear weapons to protect Russian territory. He said a little bit differently. He said that, um, so we probably might use as more options as we can, but he he didn't say the word about nuclear weapons. And if, you, if, you, if you're curious about the word nuclear, it's uh, the highest weapon, right? The, the most dangerous weapon you can ever see, as, you know, in, in life, right? And it's just imagine uh, Hiroshima, Hiroshima or Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, these are two areas where the Americans use their nuclear weapons. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Putin did not say that, but it, it meant, he meant that, <laughs> I guess, but he didn't say, he didn't say, uh, here is what this means for Russia and the war in Ukraine. So they ask many questions here. I don't want to read a lot of information here, but I'm, I'm curious what questions they're asking. First question they're asking is what does partial mobilization mean? And uh, second question is, how many uh, reservists uh, does uh, Russia have? Next, how are Russian citizens responding? 
And the fourth, why is the this mobilization so significant? Significant, right? Yeah. Okay. Again, um, I'm not trying to read uh, their own thoughts. Uh, I would like to answer it first with my own thoughts, and then we'll go further, and I'll read something. So, what does partial mobilization mean? So. It's obviously uh, said here that, uh, so the word partial means a part of something, right? Uh, when something is partial, it means it's, um, it's not general, right? It's only a part of the word mobilization. So we're not having a full mobilization, right? Because it's a partial mobilization. That's what it means. Uh, not all the people are going uh, to Ukraine. That's uh, obviously here, right? Uh, next question is how many, uh, reservists or reservists, let's check uh, the, the word pronunciation. I, to be, uh, to be honest, I don't remember, uh, what is, uh, the word spelling reserve, right? From the word reservists, right? And if you're curious what I use to check the pronunciation, sometimes I use just the English, English, uh, vocabularies, right? I mean, um, just, uh. Uh, voc not vocabularies, but um, dictionaries, right? And I use Google the most often. And uh, yeah, reservists, right? From the word reserve. And uh, the second question, how many reservists does Russia have? We have plenty, right? We have tons. Very good words. Plenty of, right? It means a lot, a lot, a lot. We have tons of things, right? Tons of reservists. Uh, tons of people, right? Many people we have. And uh, it is true because most Russians, they passed uh, the military preparation, right? We do uh, have an opportunity in Russia to serve Russian army for one year. Uh, the man must, obligated uh, by a law, right? According to a law, you must go to army for one year and be a warrior for a while. And then you're good. You're prepared. Uh, actually, not much, but you are a little bit prepared uh, to uh, any uh, mobilization process, right? Um, how many? It's about... I guess it's about uh, 30 millions, I guess. Yeah, 30 million people we have. How are Russian citizens responding? Of course, it's a good question. How do we respond? We're shitting bricks, man. You know this idiom, shitting bricks? When you're so scared, you take a shit. It means you create a lot of poop. And uh, we are pooping a lot. And this, the look of our poop looks like a brick, okay? And brick are used to build houses or buildings, right? So we're shitting bricks. That's our respond. Because we have been living a normal life, okay? Not during the corona time, but anyway... We've been living normally for whole time, right? Let's say I'm 30 years old nowadays, right? In the 8th of September, I finally celebrated my uh, birthday. I'm 30 years old now. And uh, we've been living nicely. I've been living nicely for 30 years. And now I'm facing the war. Oh my God. I mean, the special operation. 
officially in Russia. So am I scared? Of course I am, because I have no skills. I've never been to army. I do have an army ticket, uh, but I have no chance to go to army right now. Um, but who knows? We live in Russia and there is no uh, proof, right? That nobody, uh, that, that I am protected, right? Uh, they officially say that's a partial mobilization. In part, during the partial mobilization, the people like me, they're not going. Uh, but you know what? Officially, it not it, it is not mean, uh, it means not actually, all right? It's not normally. Normally, it's different. The law always says something, but it's in real life, it works differently. Okay, that's what we need to understand. And uh, in this case of partial mobilization, uh, I'm not going, but uh, we do have reservists who will go. And the respond on this action is we're frightened, right? It is very frightening to see, right? When you say the word frightening with ing in the end, you're describing your feelings, right? Oh, sorry, the opposite. Um, when you are describing the word frightening, you're describing the situation, right? Oh man, the situation is frightening, right? It's a frightening respond we have, right? So frightening, you're describing the process. But when you discuss or describe your feelings, you say, man, I'm frightened, right? I'm exhausted, right? ED represents that you are feeling something and you're scared, frightened, interested, right? Excited. Or things or situation could be exciting moments, interesting book, right? That's a thing. And here the respond is frightening. We have a frightening respond. And the last question here is, why is this mobilization so significant? Uh, the answer from, from my side is pretty close and pretty clear. When uh, something is significant, uh, it means that it's something important, right? It's something uh, which makes sense. Why it makes sense here in this situation? Because as more troops we have, as better chances we have to win. And the government thinks the same. Uh, nowadays, we have a limited amount of troops placed in Ukrainian territories. Now, uh, some of these territory, territories are not Ukrainians. Uh, they're not controlled by Ukrainians. Uh, not Ukrainian. And uh, people say that um, we need more troops to control more land. I mean, physically control more land. Uh, and yeah, maybe it is true, but nobody knows yet. Uh, people need to protect protect their motherland, and we're helping DNR and uh, LNR republics, and we do it pretty successfully right now. Uh, so significant. Why is it significant? Because uh, the people around the world can be scared, right? Can be frightened as well. Because uh, when you see a lot of troops, you cannot resist this amount of power. If you cannot resist, so you're defeating, you're losing your control. So the war gonna end. If we have uh, big power, 
the document is going to be signed and the peace will come. I hope we will see it as soon as possible, but nobody can guarantee it. So that's why it's kind of scary and it's kind of significant for us uh, to work effectively. Let's see next. Uh, so th these, uh, those statements, right, were my own. But let's see what they say here. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, what they say here is that the first question, what does partial mobilization mean? So they say that mobilization is a term used when certain groups are called up to serve in Russia's armed, armed forces. It's different from a general mobilization, which is when people from general population are drafted. Okay, so it means that the person like me, who never been, who've never been to army, uh, can be drafted. Uh, so, and uh, as an example, they use uh, the historical statement Tsar, so Tsar is like a president, right, in the Russian Empire. Tsar Nik uh, Nicholas II ordered a general mobilization of the Russian army July 30th, 1914, right? 14th, yeah. So two days later, Germany declared war on Russia. As you see, I think it's it was the First World War, right, if I'm not mistaken. So... The Russian army, July 30th, 1914, uh, so they uh, ordered a general mobilization. So every single man must go to army and protect their motherland. So Tsar uh, Nicholas II. And then, of course, this uh, law or rule uh, was modified uh, drastically. Uh, as you know, right now we have just the partial mobilization. It's not full mobilization, not the general mobilization. And these acts are different. Uh, so retired Marine. Okay, so just many, many words here about uh, some examples uh, about the Ukraine as well. Um, but what they say that uh, reservists uh, who have already served in the Russian military and those with special military skills and combat experience, they must go first, right? That's why, uh, that's what the partial means. So if you are, uh, have served in the Russian military, and if you have, if you do have special military skills or combat experience, you go, you go. There's no evidence or there's no option to stay. Uh, you need to go. It's the first question answered, right? The next question, how many uh, reservists does Russia have? Uh, what they say here is that the Russian reserve has more than 2 million former uh, conscripts and cons contract soldiers, but few are actively trained or prepared for war. Only a few. According to the Center of Strategic and International Studies, just 10% receive training after their initial service. I don't think so that we have only 2 million uh, former conscripts and contract soldiers. Maybe yeah, we do. Uh, but again, uh, not all of them are kind of working right now. Not all of them. And uh, actually, we have men, almost 30 
uh, million men who've had finished uh, their army force, con- uh, not contract, but it was just the uh, preparation in the army, right? They, they faced it, they, they were trained and they, pr- they were prepared somehow. I'm not saying that they, they were prepared nicely for the war, but they served nicely there and now they have chance, they have a chance to uh, protect their motherland somehow. For example, uh, the troops uh, in uh, America, they have just the amount of soldiers, right? But the normal people, citizens, they have no preparation at all. So uh, in America, they have only the contract army, uh, but we have an obligation. Every man, when you are 18 years old, you must go to army and you must serve your land. So that's the point. And we have more people. So I, I say it's about 30 million people must go and serve the land. And they have a chance to protect their land as well. Of course, nobody wants to do that. Of course. People are chicken... Uh, so men chickening out right now. You know what does it mean, chickening out? You know the word chicken? Buck, 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 right? So, and when you're chickening out, it means that you are scared too much. You're running away. Running away from that obligation. So people do buy army tickets... They try to avoid uh, this kind of process, right? When you must go to army and people are checking out right now. They're running away from Russia to somewhere else, to Kazakhstan, to uh, the places like America, Europe, uh, what place you want, right? Indonesia, Bali. <laughs> it depends on your budgets you have, right? On the tickets because tickets are very pricey right now. So, and I like the quote here. We have the quote: "There is no question that Russia uh, has that many reservists to call up." Somebody like Jonah says, "But reservists are uh, invariably not as well trained as regulars, and Russian regulars have performed horribly on the battlefield. So the reservists will presumably." be much worse. Uh, I agree, but I disagree that we perform badly on land because seriously, check the map. All right. So Ukrainians already lost some of their lands, right? It means that we are not horribly acting there. Okay. We're acting maybe not superbly nice, right? But not horribly, right? So battlefield shows, the situation shows uh, how we're doing it. And in my opinion, we're doing it not that bad. Okay, it's enough uh, comments related to the question, how many reservists does Russia have? Because they announcing here that two millions, right? Two million people we have, former uh, conscripts. So it's like official contract army. So uh, how are Russian citizen, uh, citizens responding? Oh, my God. And I see the big picture with the police and the man who is like screaming like, ah, right on the pick. And uh, we have the note here. Police officers uh, detain a man following calls to protest against partial mobilization announced by Russian President Vladimir Putin. 
Yes, we do have some people who are protesting right now. Yeah, I forgot to say I, I forgot to say that. Um, we do have people here in Russia who are protesting, but I think it's stupid. Uh, it's stupid to protest anywhere you can imagine because all protests doesn't uh, don't work, right? It just it doesn't work, guys. Just just listen. Uh, I've never seen any protest which worked without the brutal force. You can say, okay, the last protest, which I remember, was in Ukraine, again in Ukraine, when they changed their government. But it was the brutally forced use there. It was not the peaceful protest. So there is none protests which can change the situation. And I think it's so stupid to protest. Yeah, you can say, you can announce, you can proclaim your will, but it doesn't make any sense. And maybe you're going to be arrested and you'll have the document which obligate you to go to the Russian department, the army department, and maybe you'll go to the war very soon. It doesn't work nicely. So anti-war protests are good, but when you try to announce the protest against the partial mobilization, man, you're going to be mobilized right away. Don't do this. And what they say here in this area, they say that there are a lot of people who are not agreeing with this, right? They are trying to fight against the system. And uh, it means that it's not really doing anything, all right? And the last question is why this mobilization is so significant. And I want to read this because it's quite interesting. They have some historical points here. This is Russia's first military mobilization since World War II uh, or World War II and uh, is highly significant, says uh, Jonas, uh, for several reasons, right? For Russia to even ask for help is a major embarrassment and admission of failure, he says. But what concerns Jonas most is Putin's nearly outright threat of nuclear war and again i'm just i'm think i'm thinking that it is a little bit fake right because he's never said anything about nuclear weapons right if somebody would attack us yes we would um just answer right we would have our own feedback with nuclear war uh but we would not use the nuclear weapon first uh, Jonas is an expert uh, in nuclear non-proliferation. Uh, okay, non-proliferation, that's a word. So it, it's the combination of the word prevention, as I see, right? Non-proliferation, interesting. So let's check what this word means, never heard of it. The prevention of an increase of spread of something, especially the number of countries possessing nuclear weapons. Okay, so when you try to prevent, right, uh, the amounts of spread of uh, nuclear weapons, right? This is called non-proliferation, uh, no right? So, for example, it can be a nuclear weapon or chemical weapon when you are uh, trying to use nuclear uh, non-proliferation. Uh, it means that nobody's promoting nuclear power. 
after you, right? So it's kind of a good thing. And I'm completely agree. So we don't need to use nuclear weapons. It's very deadly. Uh, and nuclear pro, uh, proliferation, who has served as general counsel for the National Nuclear S- uh, Security Administration at the U.S. Department of Energy. Yes, but you know what? Can you call me the country uh, which never used uh, the their nuclear weapon? I can say that Russians, they had never used nuclear weapons. Uh, never. But the U.S., used it twice in Japan. And how the person can say something like this, how the country who used it twice can say something like this to the country which never used it before? That's a question. And they say here that, you know, uh, it's kind of important, right? And what they... uh, kind of comment here they say it is absolutely outrageous that putin has now twice threatened the use of nuclear weapons again he never done it remember that nuclear weapons have not been used in anger war since 1945 to use them now would end the nearby 80 years of non-use of nuclear weapons it doesn't matter whether he uses only a tactical nuclear weapon because such use would literally change the security posture of the entire world. Um, tactically, we can use it and it's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be a big, it would be a big announcement to the world that we're serious. We're serious that nobody wants to fight. We just We need to stop this, okay? You cannot stop the war when people say no, right? Uh, So you announce, we won't do this. Please stop. And they say no. If they say no, you need a bigger argument. With a bigger argument, you can change the situation, but you cannot change the situation when you have not enough arguments. So the war is going to go further if... We're not using more powerful arguments. So who wins? Who can win the war? Who might win the war? The person who is more powerful. Because if you have less power, you're losing and uh, you must sign the papers somehow. And now we have only two choices and actually only one. In the finale, you will see it. Uh, We have the choice to lose Crimea, to lose all the lands uh, we had before. And uh, another choice is to keep the land and protect the land. And I know for sure what the government uh, will do with that. So they will say, we're going to stay, we're going to have our territories, and we're going to protect our territories no matter what. But I say again. Vladimir Putin never announced it. So we would use, probably, we would use, it's only my guesses, um, we would use our nuclear weapon forces only if somebody else would use it against us. And that's what the Vladimir Putin said thrice or many, many times in our stuff. So this is all for the topics about Russia's partial military mobilization. And we discussed with you four questions. 
What does partial mobilization mean? I gave my own thoughts on it. How many reservists does Russia have? How are Russian citizens responding? Why is this mobilization so significant? So we discussed it. We read some stories from ScienceHowStuffWorks.com. And uh, yes, I'm not agreeing. I do not agree with the states uh, or with the statements they're proclaiming here. Okay. How stuff works. Very good websites, but I'm not agree with them now. So that's all for today, guys. If you do have any comments about the topic, if you're, uh, if you want to learn something, if you want to know uh, some parts or some topics, just let me know on Telegram. I have a Telegram page, www.instagram.com, Bondarison. Uh, And uh, next I have a website, www.danilabondarenko.ru, where you can apply for a tryout lesson. And very soon I uh, will open uh, the... um, more services for you guys. I'm creating the platform right now where you can study English offline. I mean, without me, uh, but with my knowledge, with my videos, with my uh, exercises, which I'm going to prepare for you guys. Um, It's going to be available soon. Uh, I think, I guess, in the end of February, I will announce and I will uh, offer something to you guys. Uh, My first course is going to be finished. But now that's all for today. Peace and uh, have an amazing time with English. Uh, Try to avoid uh, the fear. Try to avoid the problems related to the news. Do not read the news. Try to be connected with your own story, with your own mind. Uh, Be a practitioner. Be a practitioner of yoga or meditate more, right? It's important nowadays. We need to control our mind, our thoughts. And that what can help us. Thank you. It's all for tonight. And uh, it was Daniel here with you guys. Have an amazing time. See you very soon. Bye-bye.